three. Glad you're with us on a Friday. Man, it is coming down. Steady, hard. One of those, uh, what you would call a soaking rain at this point. Soaking rain, but it is, uh, it's coming down. I fertilized my lawn yesterday morning, so you always love a good soaking rain, but I don't know if this is too much at this point. It is coming down, but it's steady. Uh, some uh, news and notes um, that'll make uh, Ben Kenny happy. Ben Simmons did his interview today. Talks about making progress from the back injury and his potential return. Did you record that, Ben? Have you have you like put heckles in the background of this thing yet? No. <laughs> Your favorite person. I'm going to get you a Ben Simmons dartboard for Christmas. I can't wait. Can't wait for the holidays to get here. I had a jersey years ago. A Ben Simmons jersey? Yep. Really? Years ago. What'd you do with that? Trash. <laughs> now, I'm not a fan of burning. I think that's uh, over the top and stupid. But I, I didn't have any more use for it. I was never going to wear it again. So right. I threw it out. Um, that Here's the question. Do you throw those out or do you give them away? Like goodwill them. Well, you know? now you're making me out to be an ass. No, no. I'm just asking a question. If you... If if your guy pisses you off, okay, here's the perfect circumstance. Do you throw it away or do you pass it along and say, yeah, maybe somebody else is a Ben Simmons fan. I'll give him that, that opportunity. To me, I'm with you. I'd throw it away. Well, I think it depends on the player. I wouldn't want anyone walking around wearing a Ben Simmons jersey, especially in Philly, right? Right. But if it's someone else, like uh, Carson Wentz, for instance, that's the other one that comes to mind. I mean, he just... Mm-hmm. the the it had run its course. It was time to move on. He didn't wrong anybody. I would right. I would pass that one along. But the Ben Simmons one, I, I don't want anyone wearing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Ben Simmons jersey, not a whole lot of people walking around Wisconsin with Anthony Mason jerseys on. You know? I understand it. Don't get me started on the Grayson Allen thing. <laughs> you know, Grant Bills, I went on the Wisco Sport, his show last night before uh, my show with Zach. And Grant said to me that if the Bucks win a title this year and Grayson Allen is a big reason why, if Middleton's out mm-hmm. the whole time, Grayson Allen will become, he'll be a bigger fan of Allen's than he was for Kaminsky and Sam Decker. What? Which I think is a hilariously off-base take and uh, is really morally wrong. What's going on with Grant? I, I don't know. What's going on um, with Grant out there in lacrosse? He ended up tweeting it. Uh, and then he deleted it when people didn't like it. So that tells you all you need to know. Okay. <laughs> what up with Grant? Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, I have an old 10 Simmons Brewers jersey. He can cross out the T and make it a B. <laughs> the T Simmons, make it a B Simmons, you're good to go. Um, this was from Mark who said, uh, the guys we love to hate, uh, the minute Favre went to the Jets and then to the Vikings, I trash my Favre jersey. Is there a jersey that you would trash rather than, like, say, not wear anymore, but turn over to either a friend or, like, a Goodwill? Is there a jersey that you would trash rather or burn rather than, say, just get rid of it, turn it over to Goodwill? Because I think it's a legitimate question. 
877-867-1670. Uh, we do have a couple of updates, some things I wanted to uh, also mention. By the way, did you see the uh, the massive, massive brawl that broke out between the Yankees uh, minor league system and the Mets minor league system? Did you see that? No. I'm interested. Uh, massive brawl broke out during a minor league game between the Boston Reds, or excuse me, not the Mets, but the Boston Red Sox and the New York Mets double-A affiliates. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was a guy took one on the inside, gets hit. He's running down the first, shaking his hand. Uh, you know, the, the runner that was on third comes home. And this guy that got hit, the pitcher says something to him. The guy that got hit kind of squares up on him. And he, I mean, drills the pit. He throws a punch. The First of all, if you're going to be a pitcher and you're going to hit somebody, whether it's on purpose or not, the guy's jog, jogging down to first base. The pitcher says something to him, and then he squares up. If you're going to come and flex up, and you know what I'm talking about, where you got your, your elbows are out, your fists are in, you know, you're flexing, you're like you're in the shoulders. If you're going to flex up on a guy bigger than you, you better be able to back it up because he got his ass clocked. This was a Tyson-esque punch from the guy that was on his way down to first base. Oh, that's a this big du- dude. Yeah, he got his ass clocked. And then it was a it was a Donnybrook. It was everybody. It was grapplers. Uh, it was guys getting taken down. The pitcher was, it was funny because the pitcher's, he, he gets up and then he's kind of like staggering around. Then he gets tackled again. And then the, the pile up that went just to the first base side of the mound was epic. They were, guys were trying to break it up, but um, if you look, there's, and if you haven't seen it already, I'll repost it, but there's two scrums. One is the big scrum, the entire team. Then there's the other scrum that's right there small in front of home plate where guys are wrestling around and trying to pull each other off. And then it becomes even a bigger scrum as things then begin to separate. It happens all over again. But the pitcher, the pitcher who ended up throwing this fastball that hit this guy and got clocked, he's down. I mean, they piled on him and beat the hell out of this guy. I mean, this guy is down. He's just, he got clocked. He got hit, and then he got hit again. And again, all I want to do is say, look, whether you hit him intentionally or not, I understand it, part of the game. But whatever you do, when you got a dude that looks to be like 6'4", and you're 5'8", with nothing more than a fastball to back you up, and you want to flex up on that dude, good luck with that. Because that guy got his ass whipped. I mean, whipped. Uh, I'll repost it over on... uh, over on Twitter. But yeah, that dude got that got beat up big time. 877-867-1670. I'll post it and then you can kind of take a look at it for yourself. Uh the other thing that uh, I found interesting, we've got some more details now about the uh about the the uh Mike Tyson punch. Did you see this? That the guy that Mike Tyson punched is, is a uh I I guess is a pretty significant criminal. Did you see that? Also, no. No. He, yeah, uh, he, he's got a, a really long criminal background. Um, his name is Melvin. Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Melvin Townsend Third. Yes, Melvin Townsend Third. yes. Uh, of Punta Gorda, Florida. His name's Melvin. Uh, his name's Melvin. 
You know, Melvin, first of all, how can a guy named Melvin mouth off to Mike Tyson? Let's get real. Uh, but he is, quote, a habitual felony offender in Punta Gorda, Florida. He was sentenced to 25 months for grand theft. Uh, he also, uh, he's 36 now. He's been convicted of fraud by identity theft, trafficking in property known to be stolen, stolen, use and possession of drug paraphernalia and possession of controlled substances without prescription. That's according to all the court records. Uh, the conviction of grand theft uh, was for less than uh, 5000 bucks, but he ended up stealing a trailer, uh, hooked it to his truck and took it. He then said, I'm sorry for everything, and I was going to return it. Although they busted him before he could even think about returning it. Uh, but apparently uh, Tyson refused to acknowledge him anymore. On the flight. So the guy threw a water bottle at Tyson and called him a choice name. That's what set Tyson off. Unfortunately, Mr. Tyson had an incident on a flight with an aggressive passenger who began harassing him after he had taken the selfie with him and then ultimately threw a water bottle at him while he was in his seat. And that's when Tyson got up and said, okay, it's enough. And basically put the whoop down on him. So that's what happened. We didn't see the water bottle. We just see Tyson just wheeling on this guy. And that's uh, that's that's ultimately what happened. So now we know a little bit more about the story, about what actually happened. How about that? Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, you can. But uh, do you feel for those that were ripping Tyson yesterday? Do you feel even a little more empathy for the guy now? Do you feel even a, a little more empathy for that guy? Uh, when we come back after the uh, the break, we are going to be talking with Seth uh, Seth Partnow uh, of the Athletic, talking some NBA, talking about what kind of a dire game this happens to be for. Uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks and Bobby Portis playing uh, in goggles. Bobby Goggles now, as he could be called. Bobby Goggles. Uh, he's got uh, like some glasses that he's using around his face. Now, whether or not he uses them tonight, we'll have to wait and see. But they're calling him Bobby Goggles on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, retweeting that. Rexpec Bob. Rexpec. There you go. That's not a bad. They look good. Uh, that's at, not a bad call. They're not like the circle ones from back in the day. Oh, no, no, some no, style no, 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 there. Yeah, they got a little bit of style, but they, they've got frames on them. I don't think he's going to use those in the game tonight. He's got to be. I've got to think that he's going to be using either that face mask or those goggles that wrap around, kind of like the ones Kareem used to wear. Now it depends on where he got hit too, because the only thing that's going to protect if you say he got hit in the cheekbone or around the back of the eye. Goggles aren't going to do anything for you. If anything, they can actually become a hindrance if you get hit in the goggles, because they can cut you open even worse. Whereas that face mask, that 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 you know Hannibal Lecter clear plastic mask that goes over your face, that might be a better way to go because that takes the 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 brunt and it spreads out the pressure. So we'll see. We'll see what Bobby Portis ends up wearing tonight. Uh, Angela said, by the way, Tyson, the last person you ever want to piss off, not to say uh, punching him is okay, but still, yikes, come on. <laughs> um, 
Oh, my God. Uh, John Wayne, this is awesome. John says uh, when the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for Chuck Norris. I agree. Chuck Norris can do everything. How old is Chuck Norris now? Chuck Norris, got to be he's got to have some dirt that's underneath his feet that may not be as old as him. 82. I was going to say. He still probably looks good. He's still doing those uh, with Christy Brinkley. I see him every now and then on those infomercials for that total gym. You know, pulling himself up and down in his in his living room with his Christy Brinkley and his wife. So, uh, I don't know if those are old commercials, but it still looks like the total gym is the way to go for uh, for Chuck Norris. I, I can imagine Chuck just sitting on the back, 82 years old. He's got a big thing of Maalox and Geritol next to him, but he's working out in a total gym, doing kung fu in the backyard, grabbing birds out of midair as they fly by. He kisses them on the head and then releases them back to the wild. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris. Take it easy. And off he goes. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Let's talk some Bucks basketball. How dire is it tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks? Stay tuned. we got more after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. He got out there yesterday, got the motorcycle, and I can't wait to pick uh, Kristen's up tomorrow and to get out uh, to riding season. Go to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, and uh, tomorrow is going to be beautiful. I would expect that the showroom is going to be packed with people looking for motorcycles new and used, getting uh, the new motor clothes that continue to come in, or maybe picking your bike up if you were storing it out there. But head out to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com. The best dealer statewide hands down go to wishd.com again wishd.com uh let's talk some nba shall we the uh the nba obviously in full swing with the postseason the bucks uh, tied at a game apiece losing chris middleton they received some of that luck from last year uh when it talked about injuries but now they're the victim of some of the unfortunate luck and uh talk more about it seth partnow from the athletic covering the nba you can find him at seth partnow over on twitter Seth, how you doing today, man? Doing pretty well. Uh, thanks for having me. Glad to ha- glad to have you on board. I-, I wanted to ask you first and foremost. Give me your level. Uh, if if you're a Bucks fan, what is the level of concern and or must win tonight? If say ten is an absolute positive must win and a one is eh, no big deal. Uh, six, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that they're in relatively decent shape in this series still. Um, I, you don't want to look ahead uh, from a series, but it's the next one that concerns me more right now with the Middleton injury than, than finishing this one off. Um, we, we talk so much about guys like LeBron and KD and players that can carry teams. Giannis, he doesn't get that same level of scrutiny. I think we all look at him as a true superstar. There's no doubt about that with the fact that he's got numerous MVPs in the championship. But he doesn't have that same level. Would we be harder on LeBron if, say, he didn't win in the next series 
versus Giannis if he win doesn't win without Middleton in the next series, but still having a guy like Drew Holiday, still having a Brooke Lopez return, still having good guys in that backcourt like Connaughton, like Grayson Allen that can shoot the three. Do we not put as much scrutiny on Giannis? Um, I think there's a little bit of a grace period after last year, to be fair. And the fact that that next series is presumably going to be against Boston, and that's a really good team. And if they go to the finals and and you know and win as they easily could, then that that then such a loss, kind of in historical perspective, um, is sort of one of those like, yeah, no, they ran into a really good team and they had they had a key injury. Um, so I, I situationally, I think this is it, it's a situation where there's probably a little bit of a, of a grace period. For, for that kind of scrutiny that, that you're bringing up. Um, like, I frankly, like, if they played that series without Middleton, I would be, frankly, very surprised if, if the Bucks were able to win it uh, in, in full transparency. What do you what, what did uh, the Bulls do differently that is made because the last ten, last couple of times too, towards the end of the season we saw the Bucks take on the Bulls it was really kind of a, a, a not even a, it was a yawner almost in both instances what have the Bulls done since that first quarter of game 1 so dramatically different that has hampered the Bucks so badly I mean, it starts with the, the the Bucks have been sort of the makers of their own demise a little bit. They missed a ton of free throws. They threw the ball around the gym. Uh, game game two reminded me a little bit. If you recall back to the uh, the first round of of the bubble playoffs in 2020, uh, game one against Orlando when they 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 they, they you know they they got blown out by by the Magic, mm-hmm. um, and it was you know the Magic just made, made a lot of jump shots and the Bucks didn't didn't you know, threw the ball around. And it was a little bit like that, that on, on Wednesday. Um, Nick Vucevic, Alex Caruso, and Derek Jones Jr. combined for 8 of 16 from 3. Um, I think that you would, if, if you were the Bucks, you would take those guys combining for 16 threes on, on most nights and think that defensively you're, you're probably in a decent, decent spot. So for even for, like, DeMar DeRozan going off and the Bucks missing a bunch of free throws, and you know the the Bulls getting a lot of three point makes from lesser shooters. The Bucks still lost by four. So mm-hmm. I, again, that's where my level of concern over this series remains moderate. It would be low if Middleton was available. It's moderate with him out. Um, so I think it's just more about the Bucks, you know, being a little more solid, making the free throws, uh, taking care of the ball a little bit off it, just making sure they're getting good shots down the floor every time. And everything else will work itself out for the most part. You got the Celtics, as you had mentioned, up two games and none on the Nets. Are we surprised that the Nets are down two games and none at this point? The fact that uh, basically KD going 0 for 11 in the second half of that last game has been somewhat ineffective. Kevin Durant, even though he's averaging 29.9 points per game, he just hasn't been that guy for Brooklyn the way he was last year, where he was just taking over games and dominating. I mean, it's, it's certainly a guy who lives on a as tough a diet of shots as he does. Uh, this is a, this is the kind of thing that can happen. Uh, Boston is is, is uh, they're probably the best defensive team in the league. So I think we do have to give the Celtics and Jason Tatum in particular a, a lot of credit for for making things harder for for the Nets in general and and Katie specifically. So um, am I surprised Boston is up two zero? Not really. Am I surprised that it's come, you know, needing kind of a, a frantic comeback in game one and, 
you know, a pretty poor shooting performance from KD in, in game two for it to, to happen that way. I am, I am surprised in the way it's happened, but not the fact of it. The, uh, the fact that we've got Memphis in there, the Timberwolves in there, uh, although the Timberwolves just looked ugly and were basically, as, as Charles Barkley called them, a basketball embarrassment last night and losing that contest. But the Timberwolves right now uh, trailing that series two games to one. Is it, how, how good is it for the game to see a few of these new faces, a few of these new teams, some of the guys that are the up-and-coming stars in the league in the postseason right now? Uh, this this is this is fun because a lot of years entering the postseason, you have a pretty good sense of of how things are going to go. Um, now, some of it is some of it is the unfortunate injuries, whether we're talking Middleton or or Devin Booker or or whoever else. But there are all, just a lot of teams that kind of rightfully feel like they have a chance, and I think that does um, that, that. I feel like that that permeates a lot of the games in that. You know, there's there's almost a desperation because there's eight teams that realistically think they have a chance of winning the title this year, and that number is usually like three or four. Going to the West, uh, looking at the Suns, obviously with the Devin Booker injury right now, uh, they're going to be struggling a bit. That series tied up at a game of peace with the Pelicans. Is it still the Suns? Because they had such an incredible run during the regular season, even without Chris Paul. Is it still the Suns? Uh, conference to lose, or do we look at the Warriors now and go, you know what, that that's the, without Devin Booker, that's the team to beat? I think the difference between the Suns and the Bucks is that uh, the Celtics, I think, are the toughest challenge in the Eastern Conference, especially with Robert Williams coming back, and the Bucks would have to play them next round. The the Suns do have the have the the benefit of you know presuming that it would be the Warriors in the conference final of having that extra two weeks. For, for Booker to, to get back. So I think it is it is premature a little bit to, to sort of call that now other than to say that, yeah, based on the way the Warriors have played so far and with a question mark over over Booker, you'd have to say that as of right now, the, the, the Warriors are the more likely team to make the finals. We don't talk a lot about, uh, but ben, ben, our producer from Philadelphia in that area, obviously pays a lot of attention to the 76ers, but we don't hear about the 76ers quite a bit. Joel Embiid obviously hitting that last-second buzzer. He's had some really good postseason moments now. They're they're up three games, then on over the Raptors early on. Give me your thoughts on the 76ers and where they could kind of play a, play like a fly in the ointment in all of this. Um, You're right. They haven't really been talked about enough. And with, you know, again, with the uh, the Middleton injury, that opens the door even wider for them. Uh, certainly Tyrese Maxey emerging as a legit, like, I don't know if he, what, what number of option you'd call him for them now, but that's, that's adding just one more weapon to a team that already has, you know, we haven't seen the best of James Harden posted this year, but Joel Embiid has certainly been, been playing at a, at a pretty good level for, you know, he's probably going to finish second in the MVP award, MVP voting this year. Um, so I think that they're a very dangerous team. I do wonder if defensively they have enough on the perimeter. Um, uh, you know, when we start to get into the later rounds of the playoffs, I would I would expect I would favor Boston over them uh, pretty handily in a series, and then probably the same with which whichever of the Warriors or Suns came out of the East. But they're certainly in there with a chance. Uh, I want to go back to the matchup coming up tonight uh, real quick. Bucks and Bulls, obviously. 
Rosen dropping 41 the last time out. The guy that's been pesky in my eyes, and he comes up big in big moments for whatever reason, has been Caruso, even though he's dropping nine points and nothing spectacular. But he gets assists. He gets a key steal. He tips balls away. Who for the Bucks has to be the next guy to step up? Is it Drew Holiday? Is it Lopez, who had 25 in the last contest? Or is it somebody else? Do we look for a guy like a Bobby Portis or a Pat Connaughton or a Grayson Allen to start shooting well? Because their bench isn't giving them much right now. Um, I think that that the holiday playing better is certainly certainly a, a key factor. If you're talking about sort of that that role player who makes you know the basketball plays, gets the loose balls, gets the big offensive rebound, hits the timely three, I think Connaughton was the guy who did a lot of that in the playoffs for the Bucks last year. So um, you know maybe if you're looking at that that the, the guy who isn't the star who's going to step up, I think he would be the guy that they would be looking for to give them some of that. Seth, great stuff. Uh, certainly appreciate it. We'll touch base again as the season winds down and the uh, postseason continues on, okay? Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go, Seth Partnow. You can find him on Twitter, at Seth Partnow, P-A-R-T-N-O-W, covering the NBA for the Athletic. Some good stuff. And uh, like he said, it's 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 you, you can't, there's an intensity to this right now, but you're not jumping into the full-fledged panic mode. It's, you know, maybe a concern of five or six, you know, but you got to get that win tonight. you got to come out and look good tonight, and then you wait and see what happens before you get into the uh, absolute positive must-win situation for the Milwaukee Bucks. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. they got it going on. All you got to do is call 414 414- Seven five four one four uh seven five five fifteen hundred four one I'll just give him a buzz. Give him a buzz. Four one four excuse me, four one four four five five forty four fifty one. Four one four four five five forty four fifty one. When it comes to low T, energy, brain fog, all that kind of stuff, they can help you out with that. How about all in one weight loss program? All you gotta do is call four one four four five five four four five one. Four one four four five five four four five one. Again, 414-455-4451. Good stuff. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Great sponsor, our friends John Atley and the gang over at the Water Doctors. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. And uh, thanks to them for having such an incredible product. I went to them uh, almost 20 years ago. Have not looked back, and I swear by this. Swear by it. Whether it's doing a laundry, the drinking water here in the house, uh, cleaning the shower heads from any calcium deposits, whatever it may be. It's fantastic. Check out the Connecticut Water Softening System at uh, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. And they also support veterans and veterans' causes with the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. 
Great people. John Antley and the gang at the Water Doctors. Highly, 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 highly recommended. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please do. Um, this one's from John. It says, how many people are going to be pissed that the Packers do not draft a wide receiver in that first round? Oh. That's a great question. I've never... This is stupid, but I have never considered the Packers not drafting a wide receiver in the first round. Now, if they don't, I wouldn't be as surprised as I was the night that they drafted Jordan Love. But I would be somewhat surprised, i got to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine them not. Now, the only way that does not happen is if they don't move up and the top five or six guys that you would be eyeballing are gone. Then maybe you get a, a, a pure right tackle or a really good cover corner or something of that ilk in the that, that falls to you, and you say, okay, well, we're going to go with this guy instead, and we believe that we can get our guy who we're now looking at on our board, and we value it, say, uh, you know, 72 or something to that extent, or, uh, excuse me, uh, 61 or 62, something like that. Maybe value them later in the first or in the second round. Okay, maybe I get that. But I never have thought or considered the Packers not getting a a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, here's the next question, okay, which is a very good question. But, John, let me take it a step further. How mad will people be if the Packers lose, say, the top five guys? Okay, let's say the Packers lose the top five guys in the NFL draft, right? Suppose Drake London, Garrett Wilson – uh, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, Yahan Dotson, Jameis Williams. Suppose those guys are all gone, okay? And they don't pick up a guy like George Pickens or John Mechie or Sky Moore or David Bell or, or any of those guys, okay? Suppose they don't go after them. And they, they wait till later. They don't jump up and get any one of those guys. And yet you've got six or seven or eight of these guys coming off the board. How mad will people be if they don't move up with the extra draft capital they have? How many people do you think are going to be mad they don't move up to get one of those guys? Think about that. 877-867-1670. That's legit. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. That might be even more legit when you ask about the the anger question among Packers fans. There you go. Uh, our buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All up there in Wausau says, "Okay, everybody, it's that time of year. Going to hand out the dumbass awards. So far." In the lead is the young man who thought it was a good idea to keep badgering Mike Tyson from a seat right behind Tyson in a confined space. Now, even if I didn't know 
who Mike Tyson was, I would uh, not annoy him, even walking on the other side of the street from him. My advice for the young dumbass on the plane, you should have had a cup soda, uh, not alcohol, and eaten your free bag of peanuts and shut your mouth. It was Mike effing Tyson. Uh, You, my friend, are a dumbass. (laughs) Uh, From uh, Complicated Fella over on the Bud Light live stream. I love this stuff. From Complicated Fella over on the Bud Light live stream. He says, will the Packers change their threshold requirements for a wide receiver? Most of the wide receivers coming into this year's draft are now like the Washington Redskins Smurf back in the day. Um, yes, they're going to change their threshold. They're, they're going to go after a wide receiver or two. I just believe that. Uh, and then Mark says, uh, have you seen Sage Steele wearing the baggy leather pants? On ESPN, I have not. I have not. I, 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 I'll tell you this though. I love Sage Steele. She is gorgeous in person. Beautiful lady. Saw her at uh, years ago. We were in Houston for the Super Bowl, and Charles Woodson had a party. And it was her, Marshall Falk, and Charles Woodson. I still have the video somewhere. They were singing with Bobby uh, Franti. Uh, back when he had his hit, his Grammy uh, Grammy album or Grammy song, and they were all singing, and it was a kind of a small confined of a, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty people tops, and it was it was fun, it was a good time. But Sage Steele in person, beautiful, beautiful. But no, I have not seen the baggy leather pants. To be honest with you, uh, Viking fans uh, fan says it's a must win for Chicago, not for Milwaukee. Come on, man, uh, the Bucks were out down o two in the finals, and they came back. This is true. This is true. I get it. Understand your thinking. I like it. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Talk to Dave listening to us in DeForest. Dave, how you doing, man? What's going on? Doing good, Bill. How you doing? Doing great today. What's up? Uh, just a lot of the receiver talk for the Packers. They're going to take at least one, and don't be surprised if it's one wide receiver and a tight end in their first four picks, but... I'm kind of a draft junkie. The way I look at it, there's 11 receivers probably in the top 55 picks. So they're going to get at least one, if not two. And I really like the Pickens kid from Georgia. I just think mm-hmm. if he's there at 28, it's a no-brainer. So. Okay. Why do you like him? He's got the size requirements Green Bay likes. He's got great hands, uh, fast. So, uh, I, you know, if he, he's another kid. Uh, like Williams, if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably a top 15 pick. So Okay. All right, cool. Uh, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for giving us the buzz. Now let you take a look at this, and you say, uh, junior entry, one-year starter out of Hoover, Alabama, was on the field a lot his first season, but missed all of last year with a torn ACL, uh, put the nation on notice as a true freshman when he led the Bulldogs in catches, yards, and touchdowns, all by a wide margin, while he was not taken uh, taken it to the next level since, the tools and the ball skills are worth an extra look. He has a lot of natural talent, easy movement um, about him. The suddenness combined with his size can create a lot of uh, both off the line and contested situations. Um, this is a competitive player with the line uh, and the NFL size and speed. Uh, plus ball skills. If his maturity can be polished, he has a ceiling of a first rounder, 
But there are several bullet points under the risk factor right now. Physical, tough, and strong player who complements his style well. Comfortable against uh, contact, whether he's fighting off press coverage or getting through traffic in pursuit of the ball. Excellent release at the initial separation point coming from the sudden burst and foot quickness. He will attack the ball with his big hands and can make the late adjustment when needed. Shows elite coordination uh, when tracking the pass, and he extends for it well. Gets the ball at the apex of his leap and can reach out and get it. Can gear up and gear down with natural ease, back and forth, uh, on and on. Shows some emotional immaturity on the field. Uh, has and has a team suspension to boot. Does not have the upper tier uh, explosion to pose as a threat to get over the top. Does not always play strong or slippery after the catch. Will play with high hips in and out of the breaks uh, and uh, can be drugged down from behind. So they give you both the positive and the negative, but a lot of opportunity. And it keeps saying there with maturity, with maturity, with maturity. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, where they have this weekend, not only do they have all the TVs on for all the different sports that we're covering and watching right here in our own backyard, they got the fish fry tonight. It is going to be gorgeous there tomorrow. If you're going to be out and you want to sit down on a patio, you want to overlook the lake, Pewaukee Lake's one of them, go to Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Tell Ryan and the gang hello. Give the condolences because Curly has recently passed away. But stop in, support a great business right there on Pewaukee Lake. And I'm telling you tomorrow, sit out there on that deck or patio right there and just watch the boats go by. going to be a nice one. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. It is a uh, rainy. Dismal day. Then again, you got to get through the bad to get to the good, and apparently the good is going to come tomorrow. Get out and enjoy it because then the bad comes back on Sunday. It's going to be cool all next week, and now they're saying that the week after next is finally going to start to give us a little bit of reprieve, depending on uh, how hot we actually get. But I, I can't wait. I can't wait for better weather. I'll tell you that right damn now. Oh, yeah. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha, heading down there uh, later on today. T- today or tomorrow, not quite sure, uh, depending on the timing. But uh, I-, I got a little bit of a gathering here at the house on Sunday and doing uh, some traditional spaghetti and meatballs. And um, the ground beef coming from none other than our buddy Paul Roberts and Robert's Specialty Meats. Because they're the best. And as far as price goes, for the amount you get, the quality of what you get, uh, it's not even comparable. They are your hometown butcher. So good. And uh, whether it's going to be down there for the ribs on the stick, the Al Capone roast, the Capone sausages, hot sausages, brats, beer brats, uh, pre-made hamburger patties, you name it. The chicken skewers, oh, the garlic parm chicken skewers. Those are so good. You can get it all down at Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha, robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Again, go down there and check Paul out and tell him we said hi. Again, robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Such good stuff uh, down there in Waukesha. And uh, you can see him. When you stop in, uh, hopefully Paul's doing okay. The foot's getting better. Uh, I just talked to him the other day. The foot's getting better, but uh, still gimping a little bit. 
877-867-1670. Marcus said, uh, just joined the show. Were you able to get a few miles on the bike yesterday? Marcus, yes. Uh, I left Wisconsin Harley-Davidson yesterday. Uh, it took me forever because I was going to, rather than driving out, leaving my car, and then going back to get it and everything, I figured it's just easier to Uber. So to get an Uber yesterday, I had to wait like an hour. Uh, it was surprising because it was only, right after I got off the air, a little after two, I guess, um, I called an Uber and they weren't able to come and get me until like three thirty. So I got out there about quarter to four, something like that. But then I took a long ride through Lake Country to come back. So to answer your question, yeah, I probably put thirty miles on the bike, something like that, yesterday. I'll put more on it tomorrow. But yeah, it was great. Um, it was, you know, the Bluetooth hooked right back up to the phone right on the Spotify, crank the music up. It was really nice out. It wasn't too cold or chilly. I mean, I didn't have to wear a jacket. Um, so it was it was nearly perfect riding weather yesterday. Could be a little warmer, but for the most part, it was awesome. Went out around Lake Country. I, I came back through the area of Upper and Lower Nababin. And then after that, uh, went around Pewaukee Lake uh, a little bit. And out through that area, up uh, near Bristlecone Pine, into that area, and then down and around 164 and back into my neighborhood and came home. So, eh, you know, 20, 30 miles, something like that. Nothing huge, but enough to make me go, oh, wind therapy. It was awesome. Awesome. Thank you for asking. Uh, 877-867-1670, uh, Mark says, uh, Bucks get a win tonight. Book it. It's going to be a hard-fought win. Hopefully no more injuries. But Giannis puts up 45. Uh, I hope you're right. I'll take that. I'll take, the, take that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. It, that would be, you know, going back to what Ben was saying, that would be this this hard-fought tenacity. Win or lose, if you get this hard-fought tenacity and and they come and pull this thing off or they just just didn't have enough at the last second or faltering just a little bit, if, if it's all clicking, it's all clicking. The problem is if they get the win and they do it without Chris Middleton, but they barely eke by this next game and maybe even the game after that, suppose they get the – then you think, psh, if you're barely eking by the Bulls. Now, the Bulls are a good team, but they're not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. Man, are you going to need – are you going to need uh, to get to get uh, Chris Middleton back for that series against the Boston Celtics? For all likelihood, the, the Celtics are going to be the team that you're going to face. You're going to need them. You're going to need them big time. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670 whether or not they're going to be able to get over the top. Uh, coming up in the next hour of the show, we're uh, going to talk a little more Bucks and Bulls. we got uh, Brewers on the road in Philadelphia, weekend series coming up. You get two out of three, I'll take that. Just keep winning the series. You don't have to keep the win streak alive, but keep winning the series. We'll stay with that when we come back as well. Anything else on the docket that I need to know about, Ben? Anything else you got uh, kind of floating around in your mind right now? No, I think you hit all of it. I mean, on a Friday, no one wants to hear my thoughts about Joe Girardi. So, <laughs> oh, uh, the the world is the baseball. I will say this: there is there is a discussion regarding baseball, and I personally, I, I don't usually side with the Yankees, but I do. I'm under the uh, the giant kiss my ass impression. Uh oh. Yeah, 
Oh, oh yeah. I, I I don't normally do this, but I'm going to. And I'll tell you why when we come back. It's, it, I, I read this and I got infuriated. This, to me, is the equivalent of uh, a team just running the football. Just running the football. And they're up 42-7, to seven, and they get down to the goal line, and they score. And then you're like, oh, man, I can't believe they ran the football. I can't believe they scored. Well, stop them. Stop them. Oh, so, I see where I'm, you're at. I'm, I'm all you. over this, man. I'm all over. I was. I, I don't normally get, for most Yankee talk, I am anti-Yankee. Today, I am not. And I'll tell you why when we come back. Stay tuned. Get the lips out. If you're a Yankees fan. I'm with you. If you're going against the Yankees today, waking up going, it's all over. God, get the lips ready. Plant them firmly against the left buttock. Kiss it, baby. Nah, baby, nah. More of the Bill Michael Show is coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.